0: Turn to 1 John chapter 5. You're not in a hurry this morning, are you? (laughs) Thank you, Father. You know, I made references the last couple of Sundays about prevailing. We talked about prevailing through the word. And we, last week we were talking about a prevailing spirit. And I believe First John chapter 5 is, is all about winning in life. It starts off talking about he whoso, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whatsoever, the verse 4 says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory uh, that overcomes the world, even our faith. It goes in verse um, five, says, who is is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. The next verse says, this is he. So it's still, still talking about this Jesus that's the son of God. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who bears witness or testifies because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. The Word there, we could also say, mean Jesus. You know, he's, he's testifying in heaven today that if you let Scripture interpretate Scripture, it'd be John 1, 1 through verse 14, and the Word became flesh. Now, this is, and these three are one. Then it says this, and there are three that bear witness on the earth. the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. Now, it's interesting. He, he says that in heaven, there's three that agree, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. On earth, there's three that are in agreement, and it is the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree and are one, meaning, meaning they're speaking the same thing. The water, and I'm not, I could teach on each one of these aspects, but for the sake of this morning, the water would represent new life, could represent the baptism, the baptism of water of being made new. And you know what that's speaking of? It's speaking to our victory. What is the blood speaking? The blood we could talk about, we could say it had to do with the blood on Jesus's, uh, on, on the cross. It could talk about his resurrection. We could talk about the blood on the mercy seat. But what is it doing? It's speaking of our victory. And the third thing that's, that's witnessing in the earth is the spirit. What's the spirit always endeavoring to do? To, to witness about our victory. To cause us to prevail in life. To cause us to win in life. Now it's interesting. The only two, the only thing that is the same in heaven and earth is what? The spirit. Jesus is not in the earth today. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I really like the next verse. (laughs) It says this. We receive the witness of men, but the witness of God is greater. Now, we receive, does it say, if we receive the witness of men. Meaning man is going to try to testify things to you. You might have symptoms in your body that are testifying things to you. You might have the enemy coming to your mind testifying things to you. You might have people around you testifying things to you, witnessing things to you. If the witness, if if man comes with a witness, that says what? But the witness of God is greater. What is, what can I hold on with that? The, the water, the blood, and the spirit are going to witness greater things than any man could ever witness to me. Because the water, the blood, and the spirit are declaring my victory in the earth. Yes. Yes. Right. So the spirit. In John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus tells us, he says, it's advantageous that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. This is your benefit. This is your, to your prosperity. This is a blessing to you. Jesus is saying, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. People, I've heard people say, oh, if Jesus was just walking among us today. If Jesus was just here today, no, we have something better. Come on. We have the Holy Ghost. Yes. We have the Holy Ghost. Say, I have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to teach some things this morning that you won't hear heard in a lot of places, even in charismatic churches on a Sunday morning. The doors are locked, you can't go anywhere. Because I believe denominational people, even unbelievers, and even spirit fed people have misconceptions about praying in tongues. Yes, I'm going to talk about tongues. We are a tongue-talking church. We believe in, we are a full gospel church. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you say, well, pastor, I, I don't, this is kind of weird to me. I don't really understand this spirit-filled things. And you know what? One, at one time, I didn't either. But God. Jesus tells the disciples, you know, we have heard me say this in, in the past weeks, and I said, did Jesus tell us everything we needed to know before he left? No. <laughs> he told us, he goes, I have many things to share with you right now, but he goes, you can't, you can't hear them. But the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's going to reveal everything. The Holy Spirit's going to reveal, reveal what is my, of mine and reveal it to you. When I first got born again in 1993, six months after I got okay, I'll go back. When I was 14 years of age, I was in a. I I grew up Church of God, and um, and we had an evangelist that came to came to our church. And he was ministering along the lines of the Holy Spirit. And, and I was just captivated by what he was saying. Because typically, I wasn't listening in church. Typically, I was, I was thinking about what's happening later. But for some reason, I was captivated that particular, it was a Sunday night. And um, I, I remember at the end, he had all the young people, all the youth come to the altar. And there was probably about 20 of us and we were in a circle. And so it was at, I was on this side, it was this side of the church and we're in a circle. And he would come, he came and got in the center of our circle. And all of a sudden, as I'm standing in this circle, all of a sudden, I feel something here. It was like, it was like butterflies to the hundredth power. And I'm, I'm sitting there and he's like, and I knew what he just talked about and I knew what he just preached. And I didn't want to go up there, but yet I'm in the circle and I'm like, you know, I'm like looking at, (laughs) I'm looking at my other, you know, people, (laughs) my people, (laughs) and I'm standing there and I'm going, but the more and more he's going around the circle, more more, it's like, I, I felt something down on the inside of me that I'm going, what is happening in me? What what is this is this is weird. This is weird. This is weird. And and I just made up my mind, I was like, I'm not opening my mouth. Because one of my friends, they laid hands on his name was Scott. He let it rip, man. <laughs> he had never been. Feel- it was like I'm like. Whew. He's right across from me. I'm going, Mm-mm. nope, nope, not happening. He comes and he lays hands on me. I'm going, mm, 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 mm. You know what? I didn't speak in tongues. All I had to do was open my mouth. I often ask myself, maybe I would have not walked through some of the things I walked in, walked through if I understood the role of the Holy Spirit in my life like I know it now. 1993, I got born again and six months later I'm driving and I heard people I went to church with pray in this language and I thought it was crazy. I'm like, but, but yet there was something real about it. And I finally got to a place, I, I, Lord, I've I rejected it then. But Lord, I want it now. I want it now. And I uh, was driving in my car going to work. It was about a 40 minute, 30, 30 minute drive. And some of you heard me tell the story. I was listening to Ron Cannoli. Jesus is alive. Remember Ron Canoli, "Jesus is Alive" song. Danny, me to learn, me to do that song. It's, it's a great song. <laughs> Hallelujah! There you go. Jesus is alive. <laughs> Death has lost its victory, and the grave has been denied. Jesus lives forever. He's alive. Say so right about that time, <laughs> right about that time in the song, after I asked the Lord, while this song was on, all of a sudden it just started flowing out of me. I, I got to work and I'm grateful they were spirit-filled believers because I walked into the, to the store praying in tongues. My brother-in-law that worked there too, I had to sit down and he's like, he's like, Justin, what just happened? And I just like, brata kalabo oshte bre tikiri aso, rabai di di aso, rabai. I heard so many things after that about why people don't pray in tongues. I have had one. A friend of mine and I went over uh, to, uh, it was a girl, it wasn't a girlfriend, it was a girl that was a friend, a friend girl, <laughs> and uh, went over to her house and, and um, they were asking me questions and because she had visited the church and because and she, uh, she was dating a friend of mine and um, we were waiting for him to get to the house and, and so she had visited and um, the mom sits me down at the table, at the kitchen table, and they were from New York, and they had a real religious background. And she she goes, I heard you go to a church that prays in tongues. <laughs> yes? <laughs> she goes, Why heard that was of the devil? And not having much knowledge about things or even knowing what to say, I thought for a moment and just out of my heart said, man, when I was rolling blunts, not one time, not one time did Satan come upon me and cause me to pray in tongues. When I was, I'm, I'm preparing for a, a, a soccer game and I've got NWA in my ears and I'm uh, getting ready for the soccer game or Metallica. I'm listening, you know, to get hyped up or whatever. Not one time did something come upon me and say, pray in tongues. Not one time. You see, when Jesus had an encounter with the disciples Mm -hmm. and they had an encounter with Jesus, the encounter that they had up to the time of him being on the earth was not enough. Luke chapter 24 says, tells them that they, that you all are witnesses of these things, meaning you've witnessed this, this aspect of being born again. You've witnessed this aspect of salvation, but he tells them, he says, but go to Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Meaning there's something else You need to understand in order for you to go forward in the calling on your life. Go to Mark chapter 15, or 16, I'm sorry. Mark chapter 16. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, it said, the Spirit, it said, like a rushing mighty wind. Hallelujah. And it said that, it said, it was like tongues of fire that sat upon each one of them. And it said, they spoke in other tongues. Tongues. Now, there's a lot of religious understanding because they had all these different backgrounds there, Medes and Arabians and all different ones. And they said, we hear them speaking in our language, the wonderful works of God. And, that, and people try to take tongues and they try to, to take tongues and say, okay, well, tongues, and we'll just put tongues in there. It's all, and they, they treat it like it's all the same thing. But you have to understand 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen tells us diverse kinds of tongues, meaning there's not just tongues and all of a sudden it's, that's it. There's diverse, diverse of tongues and with diverse operations. Am I correct? Yes. Any Bible scholars here? Now, just stay with me because we're going somewhere and I'm, I'm going to teach, the Holy Spirit's going to teach through me this morning to where you'll come to a place where you can't deny that the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues is for today. You see, when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, now tongues are not the Holy Spirit. Let me make that clear. Tongues are an evidence, is the initial evidence that you're filled with the Spirit. Okay, just, and the Lord just said, just take, if you need to get up and leave, you can go, it's fine. I'm just, just gonna take my time with this. And I believe this might answer some of this religious questions you might have that might knock over some of your sacred cows, so... Jesus, in John chapter 20, they believed on him. And it said that he breathed on them. And, it said, and he said, receive the spirit. A lot of denominational thinking, they believe that that's when they were filled with the spirit. No, that's when they were born again. Because it's the same thing that God did with Adam in the garden when he made him and he stood him and he said he breathed in him the breath of life and he became another speaking spirit yes. so when they received Jesus why because man was lost forever until Jesus came So when he got born again and he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, it was the same thing that happened when God breathed into Adam to make him like, like God. To make him spiritually alive. Are you with me? So if that's when they got filled with the Spirit, I'm just saying this, if they got filled with the Spirit in John chapter 20, why would Jesus then tell them To go to Jerusalem until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. If he just breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, why would he tell them to go to Jerusalem until they get filled with it? You see, there's two different experiences. You have the salvation experience, and then you have the being filled with the Holy Ghost. So, Mark chapter 16. Verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned, and these signs will follow those who believe. Now this is this is Jesus speaking. In my name they shall cast out demons. Next is they will speak with what? <laughs> I heard. I heard some, I won't say any names, but I heard someone say, oh, then they got saved. God cleaned their mouth up and they were going to, they were not going to cuss anymore because Jesus gave them a new tongue. That's not what it's saying here. I've heard so many things as a pastor through the years, but no. Now, let me ask a question. For my first reason, why do I pray in tongues? Number one, because Jesus said I would and I could. I mean, enough said. I could say, we'll talk about part two next week. (laughs) Jesus said, I would and I could. See, the enemy would love to talk out the church of the Lord Jesus Christ of one of the most powerful things that a believer has to live in this world. We need to be praying in the Spirit every day. John G. Lake, John G. Lake said this, he said, I had 1 million converts, 620 churches established, 1250 pastor raised up in five years. He said, tongues was the making of my ministry. 1 million converts in five years. Let that sink in for a minute. In five years, John G. Lake had one million converts, raised up 620 churches, 1,250 pastors, and he said tongues was the making of my ministry. Kenneth Hagin says this, that tongues is the gateway to the supernatural. And yet... And you think that the enemy doesn't want to, to, throw, to, to sow discord, to sow uh, false teaching, to sow things to keep the believer from doing what, what Jesus said that we should be doing? Now, I've seen it. There's misconceptions in a, in a denominational way, and there's also misconceptions in a, spirit, a spirit-filled believer way as well. Hallelujah. One of the, another misconception is whether tongues are for today or not. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Let's, I'll do both of these at the same time. Are, are tongues for today or do they pass away with the apostles? And are tongues for Everyone because I've I've heard people say that too. Well, you know, I just didn't I just wasn't graced with that gift. Has anyone heard that? Yes. <clears throat> well, I guess the Holy Spirit lied on the day of Pentecost when Peter was preaching. Thank you, Father. Acts chapter 2 verse 32. It says, this Jesus, God, has raised up of which we are witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, that's where Jesus is today. Hallelujah. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. So Peter is preaching here and he says these two things. They've received this from, from uh, Jesus that w- is at the right hand of the Father and the Father gave the promise of the Holy Spirit. Then he says this, he poured out this which what? You now see and hear. That's, we, that's, every word is important here. That you see and you hear. What did they see and what did they hear? They heard someone speaking in another tongue. What did they see? Joy like they had never seen before. What did they say? They said, these are not drunk like you suppose. But they're what? They're filled with the Holy Ghost. Meaning, meaning there was something about them. They saw a joy on them. They saw a strength on them. They saw a boldness on them. I'm telling you, I mean, just, just like seven days before this, Peter denied Jesus. Think about that. Actually, a little bit longer than that because it was 10 days in between. So, so just three weeks or so, Peter denied Jesus, but all of a sudden now he's standing up in a place where he, in Jerusalem, where he had denied Jesus, and yet he comes out and he preaches boldly about Jesus. What? There's something they saw and they heard. Hallelujah. Let's, for the sake of time, let's look at Verse 38. So we know it's a promise they saw and they heard. Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You see, the prerequisite to being filled with the Holy Spirit is being born again. Now let's look at what happened after they were born again. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So after they got born again, then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now listen this, for the promise is to you, See, the promise is what they saw and they heard, correct? For the promise, we're still talking about the same promise, for the promise is to you and to your children. So that if that's to them, the apostles, that means it didn't pass away with the apostles because it was going to be to the apostles' children. Then it says, and to all those who are far off, this speaks of time and distance and as many as the lord our god will call let me ask you a question is god still saving people today is god still want people to be born again today that means that the promise they saw and they heard is for right now i need this gift say that with me i need this gift Hallelujah. Mm. So the promise is for everyone and it's for today. Mm. Hallelujah. The early church spoke in tongues. James, the Lord's brother, spoke in tongues. Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke in tongues. So if you're Catholic, hey, Mary spoke in tongues. And she she was in the upper room. And what did Jesus say? What did Mary say in John, John 2? Whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. Yes. So if you're Catholic in here, hey, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? Another, another scripture that talks about, let's go to just 1 Corinthians 14. And I'm teaching, I'm teaching something this morning. I'm just leaning on the Holy Spirit because these are things that people have argued for years, generations, hundreds of years. And if the enemy could keep the church from praying in tongues, he will take away the church's power. One of the saddest things that I believe the modern-day church, some modern-day churches have come to, and that is to be able to do church without the Holy Ghost. Let me say that again. One of the detriments in the modern church as we see it today is to be able to do church without the anointing. I refuse to do church without the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's why we have to get to a place where, where we're, not, we're not in a hurry to get out of church. We're not in a hurry to leave church. But let's get everything he has for us. Now, I'm not saying you have a four-hour service for the sake of having a four-hour service. I mean, if the Holy Ghost moves and done in an hour and a half, praise the Lord. So, so a long service doesn't always equate to, to, to God showed up or not, okay? I mean, you can get in ditches in both sides, all right? We might show up 15 minutes and, hey, God's done. Let's go home. See, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because some people mark the length of a service as whether God showed up or not. It can go both ways, Okay. That's another religious cow we can cook over. So, because I'm telling you, word of faith, spirit-filled people have just as much religious cows as a lot of people I've seen. <laughs> we, we, can't, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work. Thank you, Father. 1 Corinthians 14, verse four, four and five. Verse four says, he who speaks... Ah, uh, wait a minute. Hold on, get, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Hmm. Let's go up to verse one. I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some questions I've gotten, and sometimes not knowing the right answer, is: Isn't love more important? Yeah, love is the foundation of everything. And they'll say, well, well, after all, didn't 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that love is the more excellent way? And Some people say, well, well you know, you know, tongues have passed away because, because love. And I'm like, where'd you get that from? And they'll say, oh, well, it says tongues will cease. 1 Corinthians 13, says, right after it says love never fails. It says prophecy will cease. And it says tongues will cease and it says knowledge will cease until that which is perfect has come. It's interesting that religion would pick out the fact that tongues would cease. But does that mean God, does that mean knowledge has passed away too? Does that mean he wants us stupid? So you make kind of just... don't try to get an argument to win your. It's it's Amen. not true. Amen. Has let me ask. Has prophecy ceased? No. no. Why? Because it's part. It's Bible tells us to perfect the saints to do the work of the ministry. Has knowledge ceased? No. Then why would tongues have ceased? And they'll say, "Well, love is the more excellent thing." I agree. But let's read. The first verse, right after, love is a more excellent way. What does it say? Pursue love. And what? Pursue love. And what? Desire spiritual gifts. I need this gift. You need this gift. Matter of fact, When you start living a life where you start praying in the spirit on a daily basis, you'll actually start loving on another level. And we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. Hallelujah. I was hearing someone tell a story about um, praying in tongues and he was very unsure. Grew up in a, he's a pastor and (coughs) pastor's a huge church, spirit-filled church. And um, he, he grew up um, in all kinds of different denominations, kind of a mix of all sorts of things. And, and he was hungry for spiritual things, but he has always told some of these things I'm sharing with you. And, and he became a part of this one church that, that was spirit-filled, but they brought him on and he was still kind of unsure about some of these things. And so one of his assistants, he walked into his, one of his assistants, uh, it was a young lady, into her office and, and she's praying in tongues. And... He was intrigued by it because he'd heard about it, but he never heard it in person. And he's hungry. He's hungry for God. He's hungry for God. And he walks in and, and all of a sudden she's, he, she sees that he's standing there and, and she goes, and she says, yes, sir. And she goes, what, what were you just doing? She goes, praying in the spirit. He said, praying in tongues. And first she's kind of like, am I going to get in trouble? And, and she, he's like, she's like, can you? He goes, can you do it again? And her answer just floored him. She goes, no. She said, because I'm not speaking to you. I'm not speaking to you. Let's look at this. Why do we pray in tongues? Verse one says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue. The original language there actually says an unknown tongue. Hmm. For he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men, but to God. When I'm praying in tongues, I'm not praying to you. I'm praying to God. Man, if, we could, if you understood that, man, you'd, you'd pray in the spirit a whole lot more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, we're just, just touching the surface of this. But he who speaks to, but he speaks to men, but to God. For no one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Hmm. Hope we'll get in that next week. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Now this, but he who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So you have to understand. There's two sets of there's diverse kind of tongues, right? There's a tongue that equates to interpretation and prophecy that builds up the church. But the he Paul says he who speaks an unknown tongue is edifying himself. Man, mm. Thank you, Father. I need this gift. So, this this aspect of praying in tongues, he who prays and edifies himself. Hallelujah. To edify means to charge like a battery. To edify means here means to erect a building, it means to build up from the foundation. Hallelujah. To build up from the foundation we are his temple. We are to build up from the foundation. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you are building yourself up. You are edifying yourself. Hallelujah. He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all, now he goes, I wish you all spoke with Tongues. Now, if, if tongues were for just a select group of people, then why would he say, I wish you all spoke with tongues? He didn't say, well, for those that God's chosen to speak in tongues, you receive it, but the other ones just sit back and watch it happen. No, I wish, I desire that you all pray in tongues. You need this gift. You have to have this gift. This is part of the believer's uh, success. It's part of building vision. It's a part of building, building purpose. It's about carrying you to your destiny. It's about giving you wisdom beyond your years and experience. It's about it's about carrying you out of, of inferiority and into boldness. Why? It builds you up. It edifies you. It charges you like a battery. It strengthens you. It causes you to prevail. I need this gift. Say that I need this gift. Tell you, don't let the enemy talk you out of this gift. Paul's saying, I I wish you all would pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse 13. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. It's not up to you to figure out what you're praying in tongues. Now pray that you interpret. See, there's times in my life Where my thinking was unfruitful. And I needed another idea. (laughs) I needed some new information. There was times when things were weighing down on me. Pressure were fading me. Fears were around me. But it was as I prayed in the Holy Spirit. It would edify me and lift me above the pressure. Lift Lift me above the weight. Lift me above those things. Verse 15 says, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I'll also pray with the understanding. He says, I will pray, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen? At your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say. For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. What's he saying here? I didn't come in here this morning and preaching my message in tongues. Why? Because you would have no what's he saying? What's he saying? These people are crazy. What's he saying? I I don't Paul says, I will worship, I will sing in the spirit and I'll sing with my understanding. I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with my understanding. See, this is a choice. It's not about just God hitting you with a glory ball and saying, "Okay, pray in tongues now because you feel it." No, it's our spirit and he's saying, "I will pray and I will sing." It's a choice that he makes. He's saying if someone that's unsaved comes into your church service and all you're doing is praying in tongues to each other, no one's going to understand anything it's saying. So therefore, no one's going to get edified. No one's going to get built up. Now, that does not mean that we don't pray in tongues in a service. It's just the point is when you get over into the gifts of the spirit, you have have tongues and then you have an interpretation. Why? When you have the interpretation, it then edifies the church. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Next verse 18 says, he goes, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. So he just told them that in church, I don't speak in tongues all the time, but yet it's not that he doesn't speak in tongues in church. He just says, I understand that I I pray in tongues more than y'all. That means that he did a lot of prayer in tongues outside the church. So what does that tell us? You and I need to be praying in tongues a whole lot more outside of the church. He goes, yet in the church, I would rather to speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. See, there's a balance there. There's a balance there. Hallelujah. So verse 22, he goes, therefore tongues, but then he says this, therefore tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesy, but prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues and there comes in those who are uninformed and or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if all prophesy and an unbelievers or uninformed person, now listen, comes in and is convinced by all, he's convinced by all. And thus the secret of his hearts are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. So when when tongues are operating in the right place in the service with tongues and interpretation, it will bring conviction on the uninformed and they'll fall down on their face and say, wait a minute, how did they know that God is in this place? Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse twenty-five says, "And thus the secrets." Oh, I've already read that. Verse. uh, Thank you, Father. Says, "Let all things be done for edification."s Verse end of twenty-six. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. But if there's no interpreter, let everyone keep silent in the church. And so some people made religious things about that. Oh, well, they spoke in tongues and nothing happened. Let me say, there is a difference between my personal tongue and the gift of tongues. (laughs) I'm just speaking from personal experience. My individual tongue sounds different when I step over into a gift of tongues. It will sound totally different. And I know when I'm operating in a gift of tongue and not my personal tongue. Yeah. Mm. There's what? There's diverse kinds of tongues. Maybe I need to do a series on all the gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> um, Come on. Thank you, Father. There's a difference. And I know, I know the difference. You'll know the difference. It's not something here, it's something here. And your tongue will sound different. Yeah. Yeah. You cultivate, just like you cultivate your language as a young child, you cultivate your spiritual language. Yes. Thank you, Lord. For verse 39, for sake of time, it says, therefore, brethren, he goes, desire earnestly to prophesy. Now listen, and do not forbid to speak with tongues, but let all things be done decently in order. Why was Paul speaking to them about this? Not so no one would pray in tongues in church. The issue was there was disorder. And because it was disorder, no one was being changed. No one was being edified. You had this person standing up over here giving tongue and this one giving a tongue and that one giving a tongue. This one in the middle of while someone's teaching and they're singing a song and this one's doing that. And, And then people use these scriptures to try to say women shouldn't be preachers in this chapter. But the whole point is women were treated as nothing in that society. And in that time, women sat on a different side than the men did in the church. So what happened is women didn't know anything about the Torah. They didn't know any of those things where all the men did. And so when Paul or someone was preaching knew something about it, the, the woman was not allowed to learn the Torah. So the, so the, the wife is saying, what does he mean by that? <laughs> what does he mean by Passover? What does he mean by, that That was why that the woman to stay silent in the church, it had to do with cultural. It had nothing to do with God not wanting women in ministry. So I'm telling you, if you don't like women in ministry, you need to find a different scripture to argue with me about, because that is not God's purpose. If that was the purpose, why did he say, I'm pouring my spirit out on all flesh and my sons and my daughters will prophesy? My sons and my daughters will prophesy. Stop with your religious spirit. Maybe that's for someone watching online. Go to Jude. Go to Jude. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 18. It says, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. He says, these are sensual persons who cause division, not having the spirit. Verse 20, but you. I mean, there's people that are going to walk with the world and they're going to be a mocker towards God. But then he says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. See, praying in tongues, Paul said, "It edifies myself." Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. You say, "Well I have no one to encourage me? Yes, you do. Take about 30 minutes and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. I mean, there's some here that you haven't prayed in the spirit in, in weeks. There's some here that you, the only time you pray in the Spirit is when you're at church on a Sunday morning. Some of you haven't prayed in the Spirit in years and years and years because you thought you lost the gift because, because you haven't been close with God. He says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when we pray in the spirit, we're building ourselves up, charged like a battery. When the enemy wants you to be overwhelmed and defeated and confused and hopeless, I'm telling you, you can step into your prayer closet and just, and just, just, just build yourself up, edify yourself. To where then the Holy Spirit starts speaking scriptures to you. The Holy Spirit starts drawing on the wisdom from God. The Holy Spirit all of a sudden maybe give you a vision. Remember, remember it said, it, it said, uh, my old men will see visions and my young men will dream dreams. What, with it, because the Holy Spirit then can show you things about the outcome. Show you things that you may have not known about a situation. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is vital to our lives as believers. Yes, yes. Paul said, I wish you, I, I, pray in spirit, I pray in the Spirit more than you all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have I mean, you heard religious? What, Paul's just talking about, you know, the Holy Spirit helps him pray in his understanding. Then why would he say, I pray in the Spirit and I pray in my understanding? You have a reservoir of heaven in you. You need this gift. But most of us stop reading at that part of the scripture and not realizing that's not all of verse 20, uh, 21. Building yourself up. Verse 20, but you beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. In the next verse, keeping yourself in the love of God. For me, Praying in the Holy Ghost is what's going to cause me to keep myself in the love of God. The Holy Spirit is going to cause you, when, when you talk about building you up or edifying yourself, it's really more about you Coming to a place where you would respond like Jesus would respond. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost on how to deal, according to this, with the people that are mocking me. How do I deal with the people that are in the world? If you read all of Jude, it's all about Jesus' return. It's all about being ready for Jesus' return. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire hating even the garments defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What is this? Praying in the spirit to keep me in the love of God, looking for his mercy, being a light to other people. Hallelujah. That's what praying in the Holy Ghost is for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I got two more points we'll get to next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. Building yourself up. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hmm. As for illustration, if you are filled with the Spirit, let's go ahead and let's pray unto him right now in tongues. Let's pray in our ancient language. <laughs> now I know Paul keep praying you can you can pray and listen just because your mind's unfruitful so you can hear now I know Paul's talked about you know one having a tongue and one doing that and for this is this the, what the Holy Spirit is directing us to do right now build yourself up go ahead pray in tongues build yourself up kelama has sobrati ki diando do ko shor da e sembrandila rebeida bradila boku sembrande de kiti andor da baya mo shabranda da ka e kayandelebo wartawan Ibro kayatele mohorede de debo ondo rogo tor rabáya Eko ya mahand do kosheendeya O yandele moko ko rabáya Emmba ridlo bo ko shende raya o so mende yando do kosho O yadaha sona. Hallelujah, Hallelujah hallelujah. Ephesians 6, he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. He says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Believe it or not, I'm interpreting what I was just praying. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on all the armor. Put on all the armor. And at the end of all the armor, he says, praying always with all prayer in the Spirit. Praying with all prayer in the Spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. See, Pastor Justin, I've never heard anything like this, but there's something working down in my spirit, something here. We would call it our belly. And I just don't want to assume everyone here is filled with the spirit, but you can say there's something, I don't know, there's something down here and I really have the desire, this desire to be filled with the Spirit. I want you to come down. Come down real quick. Come down. Hallelujah. Hall- Tony, you can just leave that there, please. Hallelujah. Come down. Hallelujah. I don't want to take for granted. Hallelujah. Everyone is filled with the Spirit. You need this gift. If the disciples needed this gift, you need this gift. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Ella bas sobre staterle mo ku sombre di de kistiaso. Oja talama ha sombre ni di aso. Oja talana hašo kordabaya. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hmm, hmm. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Yeah, I'll do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Infillings, salvations and healings and miracles always happen at Heritage of Faith. That's our declaration every week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Infillings. Miracles, signs, and wonders happen all the time at Heritage of Faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just letting the Holy Spirit work for a minute. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, those that are you're in, in the audience here, if you just. Break up into circles just where you are, maybe turn around, create prayer circles. Halle- right now, hallelujah, I'm just doing what the Holy Spirit told me to do, hallelujah, I want you to pray for one another. And maybe you didn't come up here, but you're, you you want, you want this in filling. hallelujah. Kyle, I want you to minister to these two, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When it comes to being filled with the Spirit, it's not all of a sudden something come upon you, but you give voice to what's down in your belly. That's the only way I can give voice to it. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Mm. Summer. Hallelujah. Oh Father we thank you for this lady We thank you for this lady Hallelujah and Lord she came up because she desires this gift and she wants this gift And I thank you that this this gift will take her life to another level. I thank you that she'll recognize a Reservoir of the anointing that will come out of her Mm. Hallelujah, oh so just as they were filled on the day of Pentecost That gift, that promise that they saw and they heard, this woman, hallelujah, we be filled with Today, in Jesus' name, be filled. Oh, yeah, just give voice to what's in your belly. Yeah, just release it. Just give voice to that. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If if a natural father would give good gifts unto his children, how much? much more with the Holy the our Heavenly Father give us the Holy Spirit oh ha descend a Lord, of God, you gave. de 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 dead the dead the dead the dead the dead the de the dead the dead the dead the dead the dead the dead de dead the dead the Mm. Just give voice, just give voice to what's needs. Tiki and oh da 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 devo shlight-de-mo say. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Overflow, 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 bubble up, bubble up, overflow, 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 Hallelujah, overflow, overflow, Hallelujah, overflow, overflow, Hallelujah, be being filled, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, he told us not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled, ever being filled with the Spirit. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ele bolsado rabakando do coshatar na Oh rabata la bosho kor E no monsor de de bosho kor na Oh hallelujah we thank you. Oh Hallelujah. 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 Now this week This week, you have an assignment. (laughs) Now, this week, you have an assignment, okay? Now, I'm not one to make rituals of things, but this is the direction I've been given. Every day, whether it's when you wake up, maybe in your car, Before you go to bed, set a timer for 10 minutes and pray in the Spirit. You're like, Pastor, I just get so bored. Yeah, I know. Why? Because your mind is unfruitful. The thing is, is you need your spirit stronger than your mind. We need our spirits stronger than our minds. Because for me, my mind only got me so far. I need, I needed something. I needed something a little more to, to bring me up higher. And it was when I tapped into the, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So your assignment, 10 minutes every day, I want you praying in the spirit to set a timer. And then as the Holy Spirit directs you, you might look down and you're like, wow, I want to keep going. (laughs) I want to keep going. Smith Wigglesworth said this, I'm standing before you today. I'm standing before you today as one of the biggest conundrums in the world. There never was a weaker man on any platform. Language, none. Inability, I was full of it. All natural things in my life point exactly opposite to my being able to stand on this platform and preach the gospel the secret is the Holy Ghost came and brought me this wonderful edification. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You received something today? Yes. Amen.